0: Well, y'all, if you're visiting with us this morning, or maybe you're from Hell House and it's your first time, listen. Today is a wonderful day for you to come. We just closed out a series called Stranger Things. You say, "Man, that's weird." It was weird. I'm not going to lie to you. But we're starting a new series today, and, and I'm very excited about it. And the series is called Under God question mark Under God question mark And the idea that I got from this series was I was watching uh, Pastor Craig Groeschel, one of the pastors that I love to watch, I was watching him preach about the topics that I'm gonna be preaching to you about and the Lord really began to shake in me and stir in me some things that I felt like he wanted to tell you. And so this morning I'm kicking this off, I'm very excited. If you're taking notes, the title is Under God and um, I wanna get a little bit of participation. How many of you guys are aware that there is an election coming up right around the corner? And when I say right around the corner, I actually mean in two days. It's not really right around the corner. We are bombarded with information on this election. Amen? Amen? A lot of people are excited about this election. A lot of people are afraid about what's gonna happen this election. A lot of people, again, are talking about packing their bags. Amen. If Biden wins, I'm getting out of this country. If Trump wins, I'm getting out of this country. You said it last time. <laughs> Nobody left the country. You're not going to leave the country. You're just going to. Amen. Amen. People are excited. People are scared. People are talking all kinds of craziness. And I believe that this is a very important time in the church community. If we call ourselves Jesus followers to be actively engaged for the future of our country. And let me just say that I don't believe that I've ever seen our nation and our country more divided than it is right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Some people are wanting a change and they blame Trump for things that Trump doesn't even have the power to do, like climate change. <laughs> do y'all hear him say that Trump was the reason that the hurricanes came? <laughs> Is Trump God? I don't think so. And so you got people that are really wanting to change and they're blaming Trump for uh, all of the racial division that was already there before he got there and blaming him for the hurricanes and blaming him for all of this stuff. And so when they see Joe Biden and this change coming, it's, it's, it's exciting to them because they didn't like the last three and a half to four years. But then other people really, really like Trump. And they've joined what I'm gonna call and everybody else calls the Trump train. So you got these people over here that are like, I want to change. Let's get rid of Trump. Let's do the Joe Biden thing. Let's try something else, anything but Trump. And then you got these people over here that are like, Trump train. Let's get in the parade. Did y'all see that crazy parade this last weekend? (laughs) Let's get in the parade. So right now we have a massive division that's going on in our country, that's going on in our churches, that's going on absolutely everywhere. You got some people that are like, well, I'm not voting for anyone. The only thing I'm voting is against. This person or that person. How many of y'all heard that? I seen a Facebook thing the other day. It said, um, is this really the best that we have to choose from in our whole country? (laughs) Now, as we are in this crazy time, I believe that we are called to be involved and we are called to be engaged. And I want to share with you over the next four weeks how I feel like as a Christian, we are called to be involved and engaged. In this politically charged, probably most polarized election in history, supposedly 150 million plus people are gonna be voting in this election. What I wanna do for the next few weeks is I wanna preach a series of messages on something that is important to me and I believe it's important to God. And um, I'm gonna invite you to stand with me this morning. I want us to use the Pledge of Allegiance to, to go over the next four weeks. And I don't know if you guys were raised in school in the South, but I was raised in school in the South and we went to school in the South. Pretty much the very first thing that you did in class, you got there before she even checked roll. Everyone stood in their desk and they saluted the flag and everyone said the Pledge of Allegiance. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I'm not going to force you to. But if you will, I'm going to invite you to stand with me. We're going to turn to the flag. And would you join me this morning? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You can be seated. Let me give you a brief summary of where we're going for the next four weeks. The next four weeks, today I'm gonna talk to you about the title to the messages are one nation, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That's gonna be the next four messages and if you are on a different side of the tracks than I am in the way that I feel, I respect the way that you feel and I respect the way that We are a free country. I respect you, I'm not asking you to feel like I feel. But over the next four weeks, I'm gonna share with you um, what I feel it's important as a Christian uh, for us to think about and believe in. One nation, what does that look like? Here's what it looks like, we may be Americans, and I am a proud American, but we're actually called from a heavenly nation to be representatives to earth. Amen? Amen. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Next week, we're going to talk about under God. And the question that I want to tackle is this one, and it's tough, y'all. How do we live under God in a culture that is becoming increasingly hostile towards the things of God? That's tough. Week number three is going to be indivisible. And it's how do we, as Jesus followers, stand united spiritually, even though we have differences politically? That's an important question. And then week number four is gonna be with liberty and justice for all. Liberty is a lot like grace and justice. I wanna talk about truth. And Jesus came full of grace and truth. And the question that we're gonna tackle is this one. It's another tough one. How do we in this culture love with grace without compromising truth? That's another challenging thing. How do we love with grace without compromising truth? Now, I need you to understand going into this that there's probably gonna be some controversial things that I'm gonna say, and I'm okay with that. I understand that and I take responsibility for that. But as your leader, as your pastor, as your shepherd, I 100% believe in the Bible. And I 100% love and believe in our country. Little bit about me so that you can understand where I'm coming from. Some of you may not be coming from the same place that I am, and I respect that. But I grew up, I'm gonna say, wildly patriotic. I love our country, and I love Texas. You know, I saw this thing on Facebook the other day Texas is the second most hated state in the United States. It's because everyone hates Texas because they ain't there. I love Texas. I love America. I was raised in a patriotic home where we were taught to honor the flag. We were taught to honor God. We were taught to honor authority. We were taught to honor law enforcement. We were taught to honor military. And can I just say though, that when I even say honor military now, it almost gets me emotional. It gets me emotional and it almost gets me angry Because I see everything that the media puts out and that people can do dishonoring our military and honest to God, it makes me sick to my stomach. And I understand again, that you have the right to free speech. I respect that and I'm not gonna judge you for that. But I want you to know where I stand. When your free speech dishonors my God, it dishonors my country that I love and my flag. And it dishonors the people that gave their life so that you can open up your freaking mouth. It gets me emotional. It should not even be negotiable. Those people should be honored for the fact that you're sitting in a free country today. Mm. So like I said, I love our country I thank God that I'm free. I'm amazed at the freedoms that we have in this country. Some of you, maybe you've never left this country. Maybe you don't understand exactly what it means to be an American. But I've been to countries where what I'm doing right now, I could not do. We have the freedom of speech. What does that mean? That means I can get up here and I can share with you the love of Jesus and I can speak whatever I want to come out of my mouth and and it's legal for me to do that. We can gather together because we have the freedom to gather together. Y'all, that is huge. Those are two things that we take for granted every single week, probably every single day. And somebody died so that you could have that freedom. That's a big deal. You know, we don't even think about the little things. How about I have the freedom to have as many kids as I want. I exercise that right. (laughs) In some countries, you can't do that. If you have more than one kid, they take that kid from you. They kill that kid. It doesn't matter if you think that you hate America or not. If you hate America, it's probably because you hadn't been anywhere else. I thank God for our country. I'm so thankful this country, for the the country that I live in. But you need to know something that I also want you to understand. I'm building this whole America thing up because I want to tell you, in God's eyes, America is not the promised land. That's hard for an American to hear. (laughs) Amen? Amen. In God's eyes, America is not the promised land. We're also not his favorite. (sighs) That hurts. Why are you telling me this, Pastor? I'm telling you this because we've got a very self-centered place in America. And we view America as America is, is, is better and over every other group of people in every other place in the world. And I'm building this to tell you that I love America with all my heart. There's nobody in this room that loves America more than me, that loves the people that died more than me. You're not, you can't, uh-uh. You don't love it more than I do. But I also understand that God's nation is the nation that comes first. And his nation is not just in America. His nation is his people that are literally all over the world. And we make up this one nation, this spiritual nation. Amen. One nation, spiritual nation of believers that covers this earth. So how can we as Christ followers start to make a difference in a world that needs a whole lot of hope and a whole lot of help? If you're a Jesus follower, I want you to write this thought down because I think as I build this message, it's gonna get more powerful. Here's the thought. We're not just Americans. We are ambassadors from heaven. We are a part of a heavenly nation. And some of you are thinking to yourselves, are we back in stranger things? Like, what is he talking about? We're Americans. We're a part of a heavenly nation. Is this the world? Is this the other world that he's talking about? The stranger things thing? Listen, the apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. says, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation, so we are Christ's ambassadors. Listen to this. God is making His appeal through who? Yes. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Yes. We're Christ. What are we? We are Christ's ambassadors carrying his message of reconciliation to the world. So if you're like me, you're probably sitting there going, okay, that sounds great, like I'm Christ's ambassador. What, What does that exactly mean? Listen, this is such a powerful thought. Stay with me, I'm gonna build this. An ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one nation to another nation. So we live in America, amen? We are Americans, but we are ambassadors sent by Christ from his heavenly nation. We are the highest ranking diplomat sent from God to the nation of earth to share himself with the earth. Man, that's a big deal. It's also a very big responsibility, amen? Say it with me. I'm an ambassador. Real briefly this morning, I want to share with you three thoughts about your mission as an ambassador. If you're taking notes, here's number one. As Christ's ambassador, you were not elected by people, but chosen and appointed by God. I don't know about you, but when I say that, that's just like, Gets me excited. You were not elected by people. You were chosen and appointed by God. In other words, it doesn't matter what people think. In other words, you can say whatever it is that you want to say about me. You can vote for me or you can vote against me. Literally, I do not care. Why? Because God is the one that chose me. He is the one that appointed me. He is the one that put me in the place that he put me. And you should feel the same way. You are not elected by people chosen and appointed by God. Listen to this in John 15, 16. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. We're chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. What what is he talking about when he says that? You see, every ambassador has a job description from their nation, right? So if a country has an ambassador, that ambassador has a job description from its nation to go and do whatever's on the job description to represent that nation, okay? So right here, God is giving us our job description. He says, your job description is to go and bear fruit. I need some help. The fruit that he's talking about that we should bear is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Can anybody tell me what the fruits of the Holy Spirit are? Some of y'all know the song. I can see you singing the song. And the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh. What are you saying, Pastor? Listen to me this morning. I'm telling you, your job description from God is to go to the nation of earth. I'm sending you from heaven to earth to do what? To show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you do those things, you're fulfilling the mission that God gives you. What are we? We are ambassadors. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to represent Jesus to the world. How are we supposed to do that? By loving and having joy and having patience. By sharing those fruit that he gives us. He gives us the fruit with the Holy Spirit. We talked about the Holy Spirit last week. The fruit is what happens when we get the Holy Spirit inside of us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Listen, I thank God that I'm not elected by people. I'd be the one of those people that they're just voting against. Now, I'm not talking about as a pastor, as a pastor I get voted on. I'm talking about as an ambassador, as a representative of Jesus Christ. You know why I'd get voted against and you get voted against too? Because people are the most critical of everyone but themselves. Uh Jesus talked about it. He said, Hey, bro, won't you get that big plank out of your eye before you go trying to mess with somebody else's spec? I thank God that I'm not elected by people. God has put me in the place. He said, Josh, you are my representative. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter if they try to discourage you. It doesn't matter if they try to tell you that you should have shame for all the things that you've done and yada, 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 yada. You are my representative, now go represent me. Whew. That's good, y'all. That's encouraging. Amen? Amen? Number two. As Christ ambassadors... You are not a regular person. You are a royal priest of God. That's another one that kind of gives me chills. And some of you are getting a little concerned. Like, Pastor called me an ambassador. Now he's telling me I'm a priest. Babe, did we go to the Catholic church this morning? <laughs> what's gotten into him? Let me tell you what's gotten into me. Let me share it with you in the scriptures. First Peter chapter two and verse nine says this, but you are not like that for you are a chosen people. You are a royal, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Right. Amen. Woo! Somebody say, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. Listen, how many of y'all ever heard of Martin Luther? I ain't talking about Martin Luther King Jr. I'm talking about Martin Luther. Y'all heard of Martin Luther? He's known as the father of the Great Reformation. Check this out. As of yesterday, yesterday, October 31st, marked the 503rd anniversary of when Martin Luther took what was known as the 95 Thesis and he nailed it to the Wittenberg door. Now, what he did was known as the knock that was heard around the world. You know what Martin Luther did? What that whole thing was? It was confronting all the corruption that was going on in the church. Anybody ever heard of corruption in the church? <laughs> he was confronting the corruption in the church, and it was severe correction. Listen, the Bibles that we have access to today are a direct result because of Martin Luther had the, the, the guts and the strength to step up and say, corruption is not the way. And he nailed this thing to the door, saying we will not allow corruption. The Bibles that we have today are based off of, some of it is based off of what he did 503 years ago. He coined the phrase, this was an original to him, the priesthood of all believers. Martin Luther believed that the term priest should be like as a Christian person, I say I'm a Christian, which honestly in the American culture almost means means nothing anymore. But he coined the phrase priesthood of believers and he said for a person it should be just as as common to say I am a priest of Jesus Christ or a priest of God as it is I am a Christian. Well that stirred up some people and made them real mad. But he wasn't talking about a priest in the Catholic church. He was talking about a priest in the kingdom of God that we are a royal priest in the kingdom of God. Listen you're a priest from the most high God. That's exciting. When I think about royal priesthoods, I have to ask the question, what makes somebody royal? Somebody help me out. Bingo. What makes somebody royal? The thing that makes them royal is their bloodline. That's literally the only way that you can become royal. When you look at kings and queens and everything that goes down, the only person, when you look at the bloodline of Jesus and all of the things, it is the bloodline that counted. Amen? Now, why is that important? It is so important. Do I have any dog people in this room? (laughs) I have a few, so I'm going to be careful. Listen, if I have, she says no, her husband's got his. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to be careful. Okay, so if you're dog people, then you pretty much know, unless you just love dogs to love dogs, if you are dog people based off of the real reason to be a dog person, then you know that a dog has its value based off of its bloodline. You have so many different registrations for dogs, AKC, UKC, ICC, all the different registrations. Then you can add registrations to your dog. What makes a dog valuable is the bloodline that that dog came from. Listen, did you know that a dog can be worth like $20,000? I got a, a friend, they... they um. When I lived in Texarkana, I got hooked up with this pit bull farm in Texarkana. They, they breed these pit bulls. And the other day, he sold a pit bull for $18,000. Why? Because of the bloodline that this, this pit bull came from. It's like champion of champion of champion of champion of champion. A dog can be worth $20,000, and then other dogs, because of their bloodline, is not worth the food that you bought for the dog. <laughs> anybody ever own one of those? (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about then. So literally the way that a, a dog is worth anything is valuable on paper is based off of the bloodline. Listen, I'm building something for you this morning. So how in the world could me and you be considered Royal? This is exciting. We can be considered royal because when Jesus went to the cross and he spilled his pure, beautiful blood all over the ground and all over the place for us, what that did is it take? It took our unpurified, our dirty, our nasty blood, and it cleansed us and it gave us the same blood that Jesus gave for us. A royal priest, how are you royal? Because I got Jesus Christ living in me, Amen. and he's royal, the most royal. Whoo! I don't know if y'all have uh, been able to tell, but I'm excited this morning. Amen. Amen. What are you? Receive this this morning you are an ambassador. Some of you, Satan has been feeding you junk all of your life, telling you that you're nothing, telling you that you'll never do anything. Listen, don't listen to that garbage. That's not what the word tells you. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, when you allow him to purify you, you become an ambassador from the biggest nation in the world to the nation on earth, a representative of God, and you become royal. Whew. Amen. I'm not elected by people, I'm chosen by God. I'm not a regular person, I'm a royal priest of God. Number three, you never represent yourself as an ambassador. You always represent the kingdom and the nation that you're from. I can't speak things just because I want them to be true, I can only speak truth. I never represent myself or my own thoughts or my own opinions. I represent God. Yo, that's a huge responsibility. I'm just gonna say I've made that mistake a lot, representing my own thoughts and my own opinions. First Peter chapter two and verse 12 says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, They will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. We need to recognize as ambassadors of Christ, people are not just watching what we say, they're watching how we live. And though they might disagree with what we believe, when we live with integrity, When our actions match what we say that we believe, that speaks volumes to people. And the Bible actually says, when we do that, look at the end of that verse, they will give honor to God when he judges the world. You can't act wrong just because everybody else is acting wrong. You want them to act right? The Bible says you act right. You act with integrity and that will speak volumes to the world around you because even though they want to criticize you, even though they want to come against you, even though they want to prove wrong what's coming out of your mouth, they cannot do it and they will give honor to God. Wow. Somebody say, get you some act right. As Christ ambassadors, you never represent yourself. You always represent Christ. You know what that means? That means... Every single one in this room is held to a higher standard. Why? Because you're not representing you, you're representing him. You're representing his nation. I just want to say, y'all, it's election time. It's a tough time right now. This election has divided families. It's divided churches. It's divided races. It's divided all kinds of stuff that should not be divided. Satan has been very successful in what he's trying to do. So here's what I want to encourage you with. People will not know that you are a disciple of Jesus by the way that you vote. They're going to know that you're a disciple of Jesus by the way that you act. By the way that you love. That really matters. I'm not saying it's not important how you vote. It's ridiculously important how you vote. I'm just saying that how you act should flow with how you vote. If I say I'm gonna vote the Bible and I don't act the Bible, why would I even vote the Bible? Mm. In closing this morning, I want you to know where I stand. I hear everyone talking about how worried or freaked out they are by this election. And I wanna give you a word of encouragement that I feel like some of you need to hear. No matter who wins this election, on the other side of this election, God is still on the throne. Listen to me, listen to me. I don't think you're catching it. Listen to me, long before any of us were born, God was ruling the world. And long after the 2020 election, God is still gonna be ruling the world. I hear so many Christian people come pastors. Well, if Trump doesn't win this election, we've lost hope. What? Do you know who the king is? If this doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, listen, I don't rely on a person. I don't rely on a government. I don't rely on a nation. I rely on my king. Some of you need to hear that this morning. Yes, we want, I want a specific person to win the election. Yes, I think it would be better for the church if he does. But if he doesn't, it ain't going to sway me. No way. I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do. And I know that whatever God throws at me and whatever he allows to come, I'm still going to be his ambassador. Amen. Do not get discouraged because of what's going on in this world. Well, Pastor, it's getting darker. Well, when it gets darker, the light shines brighter. Well, Pastor, persecution's coming. Okay, well, if persecution comes, the church will get stronger. Well, Pastor, listen, don't well, Pastor, nothing. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means you serve the one that's over everything. So stop worrying about the election. It's gonna be okay. We'll have another one in four years. What do you do? You pray that whatever is the best for this nation is what God puts in place. You pray that if God wants his church to be persecuted, that they can show that they genuinely are following him, that that's what we get. You pray literally whatever God's will is. Well, I want, okay, well, this ain't about you. It's about God. It's about what he wants. It's about his future. Stand with me this morning. I want to ask our worship team to stand and come to the front. Listen, I know it's getting late, but I really want to encourage you. We're going to do some cool stuff in just a minute. We're going to take communion together and, um, And I'm gonna have my dad come and pray for our nation as we get ready for this election. And I'm gonna have him come and pray for the church because whatever the next piece is for the church, I'm gonna be a part of it. And I'm gonna be the ambassador that he's called me to be. And I'm asking God to strengthen the church no matter what comes next. But before we do that, with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're gonna sing one song. And as we're singing this song The ushers are going to get ready and they're going to start to pass out the communion. And as this song is going, listen, if you're here this morning and you've allowed worry and anxiety and anger and division and all of these kind of things to plague you during this time that we're in right now, I want to invite you to release that. I want to invite you to get rid of that junk. It doesn't do you any good and it doesn't do anybody else any good. So I'm gonna ask right now, would our altar team step out and would you come to the front? As we begin to play this song in just a second, if you need prayer, whether that is you need to give your life to the Lord, whether that is you're here and you need a miracle, whatever that looks like, you need to get some things out of your life or you just need to pray for strength as you follow. God, if you need prayer during this time when we sing this song, then I wanna invite you to come and get the prayer that you need. And for everyone else, our ushers are going to come and they're going to start serving you as we sing this song. And let's sing this song together. If you need prayer, step out and come right now.